Welcome to this episode of Pod Save the Queen. And today I have the beautiful, the very well-known Chief Stew Faye Clark with me from Below Deck Adventures. So welcome, Hi. Faye. Hi. You look absolutely beautiful today. I love Thank it. Thank you. I, I needed need- to make an effort. I've been so ill lately. I just needed to put so much makeup on to make I me feel alive. I've been sick myself. It's just like mm. on and off here in the States. It's really crazy. <laughs> so what I will say, though, uh, speaking of which of you looking fabulous, you do makeup also, right? Yes, I was a Bobby Brown professional makeup artist wow. for nearly 10 years. Wow. So, yeah, when I left school, I went to college and studied beauty therapy. And it just went on from there, really. And I think I've got to admit, I think makeup was the one thing that I was very, very good at. I loved it. I loved my clients. Um, I used to teach, mm-hmm. took me to Dubai. So I went over to Dubai and did a lot of makeup over there as well for six years. Oh, yeah, you look beautiful. I love it. I can tell it looks very nicely done. Thank but... you. But on the show, I look <laughs> awful the whole no, time. I no. watch it back. You know what I liked about the show and what made me actually like you is I'm I'm a Capricorn and you're an Aries, right? I'm an Aries Pisces. I'm on the cusp. Yes, I can, I can tell, yeah. So I like things to be in a certain way. I can be silly outside of work, trust me. But when it comes to work, I'm super professional. So when you had said to the other girls, I think that we should all have the same aesthetic. Like we should all do our hair. We should all do our makeup. We should all be like five stars spot on. I was like, phase my girl immediately when you said that. Because I, I feel like when you're trying to be professional and you're trying to brand yourself and and just be in a workforce, you should, I know some of them didn't really like that comment that you made when you see in their confessionals, but I feel the same way when it comes to having a certain repertoire of the way that you present yourself to other people in the workforce. So I loved that about you. Instantly when you said that, I was like, phase my girl. I, Thank I'm, you. I'm all about that. The thing is, they showed so many times where, you know, we all looked haggard. Our hair wasn't matching. Our hair was down when mm-hmm. I can honestly say, obviously, they only show a certain percentage of what they filmed. But most of the days, our, hair's, our hair was tied back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Made a good storyline, though, right? <laughs> well, I think you guys all look beautiful anyway. So as as far as being a, a, a chief stew, what are your responsibilities as a chief stew? Just because that's kind of, it's kind of new to me. I'm a little, I've just started dappling into Below Deck. And one of yours was the first one that I watched. I also watched Kyle's and Haley's, but this mm-hmm. one I watched the whole way through. So I, what exactly does a chief stew do? Yeah, it, it really is diverse depending on what yacht you get on. So I've come from fishing boats which mm-hmm. means that the owners just like to go fishing um you know they don't care about your hair and makeup and silver service and I've also been on like chartered boats where you know huge celebrities and really wealthy people come on and then mm-hmm. you obviously have to be five star um some people want to get on and it's their vacation and they're used to five star their whole life and they mm-hmm. actually don't want it they don't want people pandering to them hovering around them with white gloves on and Thank you, sir. No, sir. They they want to be relaxed. Right. Other people do want that. So you really have to like work out what clients are coming on, what kind of holiday vacation they want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I'm quite a people's person, I can kind of gauge what they want as soon as they come on. Yeah, you can read the room. I, I told yeah, I could tell that room. about you when when you had the guest. You were able to see the like the clients or the new people coming on and observe them, and you were like, "All right, yeah. so I know what what their flow is." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it is really diverse, but obviously, I think my main thing as a chief stew is you are a mother, you are a friend, you are everybody's go-to within your crew when Mm -hmm. anyone has a problem whether they're emotional uh they're tired they've got a problem even the captain they will come to you you are the mother hen so you do have to have that um warmth about you but you still obviously have to lead a whole crew and I don't Mm -hmm. care what people say you know you got the captain the bosun the whatever it's the chief stew that should really keep everybody together she needs a good energy she needs Mm -hmm. to make people laugh she needs to you know make people motivated she wants she needs her team to all be happy yes if you've got a happy team then you know it's a good working environment like a a ship can't sail with just a captain or just a chief stew we all need to work together to to succeed right I will I will say I feel like I think Nathan was a really good worker out of all the deckhands, but I feel like you were just on the money. I feel like as a as a compliment to you, I feel as somebody who is a viewer, if I was to be doing something like that, like lavishly on a yacht, I would want you as the chiefs do. Like you guys would be going until 1.30 in the morning, doing the napkins, preparing everything for the coffee for the morning. So it's laid out. And some of the guests were up until 1.30 in the morning, 2 in the morning. You were up, you were doing your hair, you had your ponytail on, and you came in at 5.30. And I was like, this bitch did not just get up at 5.30 in the morning after folding napkins till 2 a.m. with a smile on saying, what can I get you? How did you sleep? And I was like, wow, like that, I'm a mom, but that was like, you, like that, I feel like you are a really good chief stew. That like sold me. The you want the aesthetic and you got up like it was nothing and you just walked right out. And I was like, wow, that was impressive. It was challenging. I've got to admit, that wasn't any normal job. I I was sleeping on four hours a day sometimes. Yes. Because... And I was like, wow, she's got <clears> her <throat> hair, her hair is done and she's in and she's asking them like what they want. It was really impressive. Yeah. And the thing is, um, Obviously, you don't see everything, but I did a different theme and a very extravagant theme every mm-hmm. single night, every single lunchtime. And what people don't understand is all that needs clearing away, packing away, then mm-hmm. out, out again. Not just that, but all the excursions, taking things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, your guests, they want to talk to you, especially me. Right. They want to have a conversation. And I'm trying to have a conversation with them when I know but so also, much is going on yeah, <laughs> out the yeah, back. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And mm-hmm. I can hear like Jess in my radio going, say, stop talking, stop talking. I need you in the galley. And then I've got like <laughs> Oriana saying, I need you downstairs. There's a problem downstairs. And I've got the captain saying, come to the wheelhouse. While I'm going, yeah, so I'm originally from Southeast London. Yeah. Like talking to my guests. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it was, now, I do like also that you want to have a theme for them. I know you said they didn't touch on it, but the first episode, I didn't catch it. And then when I heard you say it again, you were like, themes Alaska. And I feel like that's like, I don't know. I just love all of your visions for it. You were like, they have to have, you know, they have to have a theme. This is a five-star thing. Like it has to be like, ground it has to be you know and I thought that was amazing that you were like all right we're gonna have a theme this night we're gonna do this night this is the excursion but I love that is that something that is on every yacht where you do a theme for wherever you're traveling 
Yeah, it's nice because if people come on with their kids and stuff, yeah, um, it's nice to have a thing. But even if um, you know, they're on a yacht and they're on there for like maybe seven days at a time, they want a reason to get dressed up for dinner. Yeah, they want, yes. you know, they're with their guests. They want a little bit of entertainment. Yeah. And I'm from a background where every birthday party I had, we had a theme, whether mm-hmm. it was um, cowboys mm-hmm. or um, I don't know, uh, movie stars, whatever um, it was. Yeah, yeah, I love a good theme. Yeah, love affair. And like we didn't grow up with a lot of money, but mm-hmm. we still pulled, you know, things from the bag and still, you know, yeah. always entertained. Yeah. And on the show, we did everything from I did toga parties where everyone had white sheets on and like ivory around their hair, mm-hmm. they had invitations on their bed. We did fire and ice. We did James yes, Bond. Yes, fire and ice. I saw yeah. some just a little clip. But those why didn't they show those? Those are exciting. Those are I know, like really I bodies. know. And they were hard work as well. Yeah. And there was one point where I really tried hard to source dry ice because yeah. I wanted to come out with like my cocktails with all the like right. the I love effect. that. Yeah. Because that's what yeah, they want. They want they want the, you know, they want the zhuzh. They want all that going on. You know what Yeah, but then Mike didn't put the lid on the um cool box so mm-hmm. I went to the dry ice and it had completely evaporated yeah. so people didn't really see all my other struggles that was right going on. right I love that though that's amazing <laughs> so so what would you say uh was the person who you felt you didn't get along with best not that you disliked them but just someone you didn't really work well with during this season um well, obviously, you're thrown in at the deep end, and you don't know these people fr- from Adam or anything right, like that. Right, so right. you just have to kind of crack on and deal with what you, you're given. The, the boys were quite green, which means they wasn't that experienced in mm-hmm. such a level of charter service and, like, obviously, that season. Mm-hmm. So I understand that Kerry and Lewis were quite frustrated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just needed a bit more of get up and go from the exterior crew because they're used to working in the Mediterranean or, you know, over in the US where it's really hot waters and they do have to wash down the boat every single day because of all the Mm -hmm. salt water. But at this point we wasn't going that far. The guests wasn't outside on jet skis all the time. They were inside because it was cold. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, you need to kind of forget what you used to do. We're in Norway now. We need Mm -hmm. to adapt. Mm -hmm. You know, I need you inside to help. We haven't got a bar to make cocktails with. You know, we've got a tiny pantry. We're doing things that are extravagant. Yeah, that pantry is so small. Yeah. Yeah, So small, so small. And, um, you know, I was just trying to give them such an amazing time, obviously the guests, and I just needed a bit of backing from from the guys. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I would pack up the tender with Mm -hmm all the cutlery, all the plates and stuff. And I'd get to the location and none of that was there. And I'd say, well, where's it gone? Yes, I remember remember that episode you were like, and I, I saw myself and you were like, what like what are you thinking you you pack all of these things you spend two hours to pack all of it there's yeah. no what was it they didn't have cutlery right you were like no but what well, it was was the boys drove the the tender too fast and it mm-hmm. all fell off the back and went into the water oh. but they didn't tell me that <laughs> till like a week later you know and I'm like I thought I was going mad yeah like we we, we packed all crazy. of this stuff because that's like something I would say I spent all of this time I packed all of this stuff where the hell is it this is not yeah. a difficult t- Exactly. You had to wander off. Just I saw so, so much of B. myself in you when you were doing it. <laughs> so yeah. 
who do you who did you get along with the best like who do you think you vibed and worked with the best I think it's gonna come as a shock when I say Jess mm-hmm. so um obviously it's always gonna get heated in the kitchen mm-hmm. because I know what's going on outside she doesn't Right. And I'm trying to argue with her what the guests want because they are the important ones. Right there. But she yeah. has a vision of what she needs to do. So that's why you might see us bickering a bit here and there. I actually um, really loved that dynamic, not to interrupt you. I thought it was a really, you know, I could see that though. I, it was, I liked the dynamic. I feel like you two are both alphas and you were like, you got to pay attention to what's out here. I know you're trying to make magic here, but you got to worry about what's getting shot outside to the guests. Absolutely. And like what you said, we are, are both alphas and we are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess is from South Africa. I'm from yes. London. We left our countries at a young age and we've been independent women. We've been winging our way around the world, working mm-hmm. our asses off, you know, trying to be successful, trying to be professional, trying to be the best we can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we've got a great respect for each other. Um, and we're the same age and and she's very caring as well. You know, we I could, shared no, a I could, for a I, could, while. I could see that. I know that you say it might come to a bit of a surprise. It actually doesn't surprise me because I felt like even though there was a lot of chaos, you both kind of worked together really well under that pressure. Even though there was the bickering and the back and forth, it was always done. It didn't matter. Yeah. You always got it done. Yeah. Yeah, I think the story that uh, Blow Deck Adventure really did try to touch on was the journey is no matter the struggles, we still did a, a fantastic job. You did, like and you what did. was going on behind doors, no one cared. Yep. At the end of the day, there was extravagant parties, there was obstacle courses, there mm. was amazing excursions, and there was picnics, there was right. food, there right. was cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. And I can honestly say that, and I say this to Jess now, I said all of the charter guests that we had that season are dear friends of mine. I know mm. I am welcome to any of their houses. Any time of year, I've been invited to their weddings, their Christmases. And to me, that that means everything to right, me. Because that yeah, means you shared an intimate moment with those people. And, and it oh, was, yeah, a, yeah, it was, it was a an great experience, experience for them. Yeah, it was. You know, they'd never, none of them had ever been Norway before. Mm-hmm. None of them had obviously been filmed and on TV before. Right, right. Um, so it was a huge experience for them. And I think we'll be long life friends, which to me is a huge value. I think it is too. I agree. Yeah. So as far as the issue with the stripes, mm-hmm. I know that you, you actually moved on from that, I feel, with really great poise and grace. So what exactly, just because I'm not really familiar with what the stripes mean, I told you I'm like still a little new with the below deck. So was she supposed to also be a chief stew with you or she just was branded those stripes based on where she was? No, so um, obviously I was employed as a chief stew. She mm-hmm. was employed as a second stew, and Casey as a third. So that, um, so obviously with um, Oriana, she should have had two stripes, right? Um, but what happened was because I didn't interview them, I didn't hire them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know their skill set. I didn't know their strengths, their weaknesses, and we were so thrown in at the deep end. I said, "Right, ladies, what we're going to do is we're going to work together as a team." I was cleaning toilets. I was washing up till three o'clock in the morning. Not many mm. chiefs do do that. They will probably just go to bed. Right. So there was no choice in the matter. We all had to do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say to them. You know, Oriana, you're not going to be doing it. At the end of the day, it depends on experience. So right. 
you know, she's been in the industry a little bit longer than Casey mm. and she felt she was very confident in her mm-hmm. position, stuff like that. So she felt she deserved the, the second stripes. Right. But that that's just the way it went, I suppose. And maybe there was a bit of like confusion in the ordering of the uniform, mm-hmm. but this was no normal season. It was absolutely hectic. Right, and, right. I I respect the fact that she went out of her way to get it. It didn't really bother me, if I'm honest. Yes, but I I wanted to like I I was just confused about that myself because I didn't really understand why she was so heated. But you cleared that up for me. But I feel yeah. like you I feel like you handled that really well, like a girl's girl. Like I feel like normally someone would be like, "Well, you should have came to me," which you did say, and then like kind of hold the torch against it. But I I really respect that you were like, "All right, we did," you know, yeah. we hashed it out. And we moved on. I really like that personality yeah. trait in you. Because I felt like most people would not have handled it that way. It would have been like, all right, you went behind my back and would have really kind of held the torch for the the duration of the show. And I feel like you really moved on from that with like excellent poise. I was very impressed by that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the excursions, they were really interesting because I've never been to Norway I'm I don't know much about most of the places that you guys do go to what was your favorite excursion that you took them on some of the yacht the guests on the yacht oh I think the paragliding although it was an extremely long day mm-hmm. um obviously we, we went up the cable cut to like one of the highest mountains in mm-hmm. Norway the view was unbelievable you know I, I'm really like impressed that the guests did that because yeah yeah those were like really wild excursions the one where she was hanging I was like oh no I mean you know what if you give me a couple of drinks I might (laughs) yeah yeah but then I'd be like oh shit as soon as I get up yeah excursions my guests were not allowed to drink before oh good good to good to know yeah Yeah. and some of the excursions went till say three o'clock in the afternoon and obviously they want to drink you know they want yeah and stuff like that and I'm like oh I know I know (laughs) the challenges were endless but that was good and I think the um um not paragliding what's the one the abseiling yeah 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 yeah. off the cliff yeah that's the one I was talking about where she was like swinging and I was like oh no oh no 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 (laughs) so they were they were pretty cool that them ones that that I that's something that I think that they will remember for the rest of their lives. And I that's would. what I wanted to achieve. I wanted them mm-hmm. to have a vacation that they will sit at a dinner party in five years time. And, and say, remember that it. time. Yeah. Faith yeah. took us and we were on the yacht. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. So you guys sleep. I have, I have to say, cause I was watching it with my husband and I remember, you know, they rightfully fired the first uh deckhand because it's tight quarters you have to have a certain amount of professionalism 100 percent agreed with that but what is it like sleeping so tight with all of those people i mean how how um, long how long is a general excursion it's a couple it's like a like a week right when you have somebody on uh yeah so you guys have to stay down there and like so tight in those bunks like that how what is that like like where we're is all your there, stuff we're down there for six months maybe a year solid oh, wow. at a time so you just have to keep your cabin as tidy as you can and just it's just a place to sleep that's it and you don't it, feel like claustrophobic nothing like that that would like that would send it, me yeah that's <laughs> the only thing I'd say about you know I say to people like anybody can get into yachting but mm-hmm. you do have to have that 
I'm used to camping. I'm used to backpacking. I love camping. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm used to sleeping in hostels and things like that. So Mm -hmm. that's nothing to you. It's a breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the the cabins are okay. You know, these are super yachts, but I've got to admit the the cabin situation for the crew on Mercury during uh, Blow Deck Adventure was probably the worst cabin I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I what... had no hot water for the the whole no, duration of no the... hot water, no hot water, and oh imagine finishing work at sometimes three o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, an ice cold water! You are superhuman. You are superhuman. <laughs> I have a fear of cold showers is the only thing I've got a fear of, I think. I can't stand cold showers. No, especially after, um, a, like, running around and a long day's work and then you go down. Yeah. Do you guys call it the barracks, like, or do you call it, what like, a, like a regular ship? What do you call it? Crew, yeah. You go down there, it's tight quarters, and you're in ice cold water? Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And as far as like getting dressed, you get dressed at the table. That's it. Like when you do your makeup and hair, do you have an, like a, a spot? To no, actually you, have get a, ready? you have a small bathroom that you can get ready in. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. But that mm. for me, that that's like, it's like very tight quarter. So it's like, if you don't like somebody, you are, you're imprisoned. With them. Oh yeah. There's been times where I've ha- like shared with say like the moody engineer or yeah. like, the moody deck boy. And, or even I've had times where I've been with shoes that they're just energy is bad yeah and it, it's really upsetting but then there's other times where you know I, I once worked with my best friend she was my second shoe and yeah. we lost the whole time right because it's like one big sleepover the top bunk farting away and like, <laughs> away. So it, it, you know it was a good time yeah it's a, it's a different dynamic yeah it's a good time when it's somebody who you actually like so um as far as the last episode that we were talking about before um when you had walked into his room and you know you had said to him i want it but i'm going to be professional and let you know that but how how do you feel about the way that that all panned out i thought it was actually really nice the way it panned out and generally i went down to his bedroom to make sure he was okay mm-hmm. um, would have done that with a female or a male right, or, male or female yeah because we all kind of slept down in the guest quarters that night because it was the last night yeah the, my crew wanted to do it and I was like okay that's fine and he yeah. went off on his own and if one of my shoes went off on their own I would have checked to make sure they wasn't too drunk that they need if they needed water something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and we all need a bit of loving and care I suppose yeah just because like I said I'm the mother hen so yeah you know, I could have easily done whatever with him, but yeah. why did I want to wake up in the morning and feel that way? And I didn't want added pressure. And no, I'm happy the way I was. I didn't need to get in that situation, but I wanted him to know that, you know, I still cared about him. Are you sure you're not a Capricorn? Because <laughs> <laughs> your brother is. <laughs> well, because you, because like we were very like like professional like that. Like if I was in a situation like that too, I would be like, listen, I have a certain decorum I have to follow, even though it could be whatever it would be. I'm always going to take a step back and put work first. So I feel like yeah. that was like a woman thing and I loved that about yeah you. and it's nice because I've had so much feedback from other girls uh like on my Instagram just inboxing me saying do you know what you know that was really nice to watch it gave me more self-confidence on how to mm. say no you know you don't have to do it you can know your self-worth it's not wor- worth waking up with any regrets no. think about it think about it twice 
think about it three times, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I love that you, I love that you put like your professionalism yourself and your work first. And you were like, I could, if I really wanted to, let's be serious because of all the comments that he made also. Yeah. And you were like, it's not worth it. I, you know, my job, my, you know, integrity is here and this is here right now. And I love that about you. I thought that was a really good moment for you as far as like the season, like it was a different side of you. Thank you. Speaking of different sides of you, you do so many different things. So what, what, <laughs> what, what else do you do? Yeah, What's one thing you funny. want to touch on? On one of the interviews, they said like, why do you feel that you was picked for this position? And I was mm. like, because there's, I don't know many people like me. If I got, if I'm honest, yeah. but there's a Spanish girl that I know mm. that's similar to me. And she's the only one, like I've literally lived ridiculously poor in Cambodia where I live mm-hmm. with the bush people I was know. actually reading that when you posted that yesterday that you yeah. had said that and I was like wow that's really I didn't know that you had that background yeah and I, I don't know how I've got it because nobody in my family have traveled or backpacked and no one from around my area really right. traveled it wasn't or- really a common thing that like people around no, you were engaging in yeah they were no, just living their just lives the, just really the way my life panned out because I was at that particular point, I was living in Dubai and I was a businesswoman and I was constantly networking. Mm-hmm. And I said to the Spanish girl I was just telling you about, I need to get away from people. I need to go and live in the bush for a while. And that's exactly what we did. We went mm-hmm. for four months. I don't know how we didn't get murdered. Yeah, but that's crazy. We so lucky. Like people, just local people that had nothing took us in. And um, so that was Cambodia and Vietnam. I mm-hmm. lived in Japan for a while because wow. I was trying- yeah, I was training. You to got a brother. resume, Faye. Wow. Uh, I didn't even, like, my brother says, Faye, you can write a story on your life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. And obviously, I love cooking. So, yeah, uh, that's what I do now. So, I've been a chef on super yachts as well. And people say, I remember when I got into the yachting industry when I was 34, people would say, you know, if you work really hard for six years, you can be a chief stew. And I was like, excuse me, six years? Do you know who I am or what mm-hmm. I've done? Yeah, exactly. You know, so no, Maybe that, I was yeah. like, I'll be a chief stew when I'm ready to be a chief stew. You always like- have to have that mentality too. If you want something, I always say to people, if you don't believe that you're not going to get what you want, you're not going to get it. And it's as exactly. simple as that. If you don't believe exactly. in yourself, it's never going to happen yeah. for anyone. But also, I will say that I grafted really hard my whole life. Yes. I started work when I was seven, picking up horses poo. And but, then you, I, but you believed uh, in yourself. That's the main part. Even though it was at the very, you know, the nitty gritty of the bottom to the top, you believed in yourself. And well, you kept going. Time, honestly, where I didn't believe in myself, no. when I first become a manager, mm-hmm. I was, 22 and my staff were older than me and I was like I can't do this like Mm -hmm. I'm leading a team they're all older than me and maybe they're more experienced than me and I'm meant to be a leader and I I was panicking but you just have to persevere and press on why you've got to that position and just crack on and just put every ounce of energy you Mm -hmm. have to be successful Mm -hmm. you have to be competitive and you have to put in the hours and that's why I've got the confidence I've got today it didn't just come no it doesn't just it doesn't just come out of nowhere it comes from you know stride and going through specific situations and just like you said being surrounded by people who make you feel a little intimidated to maybe push you to that limit to find what you really can do even if you doubt yourself yeah yeah 
and I've got to admit, I think my 20s were the hardest years of my life. They, they're so challenging and you're, you, you don't know whether you're coming or going or you're mm-hmm. competitive with yourself and others. You want to strive to be the best. You don't like, but now I'm in my late 30s. I can actually feel confident. You and- feel more sure of yourself. You know who <laughs> you are. You know what you're capable of. And you don't really care if somebody wants to challenge that because you know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a nice thing about being in your 30s. You just feel like you've kind of pecked over those hurdles of some insecurities. You've been challenged. You've done different things in your life. You've been in different stages. You're now a woman. I feel like the 30s are kind of where it's at. I I don't feel like I'm ever worried about what anyone thinks about me because I know I know what I'm capable of at this point. Yeah. Yeah, like I walk out my front door now and if, if I've got more curves than I had the week before. It is. What- I know who the fuck I am, jiggle or no jiggle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jiggle or no jiggle, I know what's going on with me, so I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> so you you said that you're cooking now. So what's what's one thing that you love to cook? I know you probably have UK. so many. <laughs> yeah, being from the UK, obviously curry is our like traditional dish. Mm-hmm. so curries are my favorite thing to cook my nan used to do great curries so you know whether it's chicken beef goat lamb whatever yeah I like a good curry um at the moment so when I've <clears throat> always had bucket lists and things to strive towards my last thing on my bucket list was to have my own food truck right. so with the money I've earned from obviously yachting mm-hmm. it came back got my food truck it is hard work and um but I love it I love feeding people it seems to be doing like when I see the videos that you post of it it, it, I will say I I feel like your emotions really show through on your face so like when you're really having a good time or if you're really passionate about something I can I can read that from you so when I've seen your videos of you like giving people stuff from your truck and being in your truck you look so in your element and you look really happy doing it so I I I can tell it's radiating off you when you're getting everything together you know what you're talking about you're being nice you you know how to engage with the people who are coming it just looks like a really you look really happy doing it yeah as as just someone who's one thing I think when you dream about something for so long um, and turning that fruition Mm -hmm. yeah turning it into reality then you do see people that you've never seen before coming to your van for your food you right know? Wow. and you're getting the money you're like yeah. oh, i'm doing this yeah i'm, I'm doing, doing this, this. It, yeah. I, it looks like it's going to be really sick i can tell it's like it's going to be really successful it, it looks just be also because i i can kind of i don't know you personally but i know from what i what i've gotten to know of you on tv you just you know what you want and you always you you you're strategic you plan it out you don't you're never going to just throw something out there without giving it the full scan so I know that you opening your truck it's going to be a positive thing because you've thought it all out you you know you have the aesthetic you have the the social engineering to speak to somebody appropriately and make those lasting connections with the people who do come to your stuff too. I just, yeah. I think it's going to be really good for you. I can, I can tell just, and again, just from like I said, that. it all comes from, down from experience, you know, mm-hmm. working you off in your teens and your twenties. Um, you, you can, like, I can see in people's eyes if they want more mayonnaise, for example, right. I don't even, to say it I I just know it yeah I'll give you some extra little razzle dazzle on there (laughs) yeah I like extra mayo too Faye (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so So, 
So if you if you weren't going to be, is this something that you always thought you were going to be on a yachty? Did you think you were always going to be working on boats? Did you did or did you have a different dream completely? No. No, I just um I just remember when I was in Dubai and I was exhausted because in Dubai you're contracted to work six days a week mm-hmm. and I was in retail, so retail is every hour under the sun. Yeah, so my goodness. And I said to my friend one day, Do you know, oh yeah, is and obviously I had I was managing three stores and doing training and everything. Anyway, so I said to my friend, I'm exhausted all the time. I just want to go to work in flip-flops. And she's told me about a guy that she met that cleaned boats and I was like all right she's like but he gets paid a lot of money for it Mm -hmm. so it planted a seed in my head and then four years went by um where I stayed at the job I was in because I was always getting promoted or a new launch came out or something came up it was progressing it was going in a good direction at the point yeah but it never left like my head that little plant that little seed that she planted Mm -hmm. and um then I got to 30 I always set myself time limits and goals so I was like me right. too are you sure again you're not a Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to set time limits whether it's a relationship a diet or yeah yeah a, yeah. a career because yes. before, you can keep going oh I'm not happy I'm not happy but by the time you know it it's three years have gone past mm-hmm. no you know if you're still unhappy in six months then start making changes change the months. cycle yep change the cycle yeah and only you are gonna do it no one's gonna do it for you Mm -hmm. so I got to 30 I said to myself right when you get to 30 you need to quit Mm -hmm. you need to quit your job and that's exactly what I did I got to the top of my game yeah all that training all that hard work I put in Mm -hmm. I was like bye nothing you can say can keep me here now I'm sorry it wasn't further challenging you so when it doesn't further was it right is that is that the reason why you cut the cord it wasn't challenging for it just wasn't for you oh no I think when you work in sales no no, you can keep going and keep going nothing's ever going to be good enough sales Mm -hmm. is always based on targets and budgets and stuff like that so you're always going to have to keep chasing and keep chasing Mm -hmm. and I knew that I recognized that and did I want to spend my life being like that just keep chasing you yeah, like my brother works in car sales and he's mm-hmm. stressed all the time. And I said, you I do bet. realize it will always be like this. Because it's always going to be the next great thing and it sells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I gave myself a time limit of 30. When I got to 30, I quit. So that's what I did. And then for the next four years, I actually was a consultant in the beauty industry. So I'd go around to different salons, tell them where they're going wrong. Oh, uh, nice. how they oh I like that. That sounds like a fun like that, job. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, was, it wasn't. No, no, it, it, <laughs> it wasn't. It was and, you know, a white British girl trying to tell Arab ladies how to run their business when they've got so much money and they don't really yeah. care. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it was really hard. But um, I didn't know that you spent so much time in Dubai. How did you, did you, would you consider that like a home away from home? Or it was, was like, what, what no, is I Dubai like? solidly for six yeah, years. Wow. It's an amazing place. It's, it is just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. The architecture, the nightlife, the food, everything right. it is wonderful. But when I was there, it was hard work. I was a single woman on my own. I had to find accommodation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was scared to drive out there. So I couldn't get I would be too. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, I was running great big uh, shopping malls and mm-hmm. there's so many rules out there you have to follow yeah, it yeah. was very stressful yeah, for me very yeah. stressful I can imagine I'm surprised that I lived I know that's <laughs> why I'm, I'm like wow to... you were really there for like a hot minute 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how I survived there for six years. Yeah, the only people that I know who have been to Dubai are military because sometimes they have to be stationed there. But I've never met someone who's been there for such a long, like a long period of time like that. Oh, it's full of Brits out there now, full of uh, South Africans and like mm. Australians. Yeah. Because, you know, it is glamorous and it's a it nice is. life. It's I know. <laughs> it's, it, I've, I, the only thing I have seen is it what it looks like on TV. It just looks like everything is just so lavish and grand and royal. It just looks like it's so stunning. It is. It is. It is, it it is. is next level. And I'm telling you now, if you go to Dubai, you'll be spoiled for the rest of your life because nothing will compare nothing to Nothing will ever you, compare. Everywhere else looks like a crap hole compared to Dubai. <laughs> Because everything is new and everything is rich. I know. It all looks just so, like, grand. It looks so beautiful. Like, even just the buildings and and Mm. the stores, everything just looks so luxurious. And when you go out, there's no, like, going out in flip-flops and your hair tied back. You go out in a a diamond dress. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know if I can handle that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So So after you did the makeup in Dubai, what did you do next? I flew myself to Italy. I was like, that's it. Very I'm nice. flying to Italy. Yeah. And I um, obviously didn't know much about the yachting industry other than that I like being on yachts. Right. And I just, this is what I would say to anyone having an interview in any kind of job is your career history, just think what you've achieved for everything there and sell yourself. In right. An interview. Pitch it. No. Yeah. No yeah. shit and pitch it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I flew myself to a place called Villareggio. Mm-hmm. in Italy where I knew there was a marina and this where they um actually produce and make lots of yachts right so I just walked around I put a navy pair of trousers on and a white top my ray-bans my makeup was done nice my hair mm-hmm. was done nice and I just walked around trying to hand out my cv and people were like no we don't need your cv no we don't and I'd be like no just take it it's, mm-hmm. not it's for your owner or it's for your captain right you're just like, being persistent uh, yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know it's hard you know but um, then I sat in a coffee shop and, um, yeah, two guys come and sat with me. Uh, one was a very wealthy man and one was his captain. And mm-hmm. I worked for them for three years. That's amazing. I will yeah. tell you, though, it's always I, – I respect that because there was – I was looking for a job specifically a few years ago. I was in a job that I didn't like. And I did the same thing. I cut the cord and I said, I got to find a job now. I made my resumes. I made my, you know, business cards. And I went to, I want to say maybe 97 buildings, almost 100 buildings. Resume, I don't care if you don't want it. Here's my business card. Emails. And I just kept going and going and going. And then I'll tell you a funny quick story. I got my Botox done. Oh, yeah. And it was right before my last interview. I didn't care. I said, I know I'm not getting the job. And they hit a wrong nerve and I got the droop eye and I said I said I'm gonna have to tell them I have like Bell's palsy or something but I wore my glasses for it I showed up anyway and I said you know what I'm probably not gonna get the job I got that's the job I got Oh my god! You always, you always just gotta show up. It doesn't. And gotta my, show up. my girlfriend was dying laughing because she was like, "You even did the eyeliner, like the wing on the droop eye." I was like, "I gotta show up." I said, "Whether I get it or not, I'm just always gonna go for it." So it takes yeah. a lot of balls to, you know, get yourself together and just say, "Here's my stuff. Here's my stuff," and just keep going, even though you're gonna get those no's and those reject. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is that one yes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I and, can honest, I can bet your life that even the 90 other people that you went to prior yeah. 
but somehow or another you've met someone from there before yeah. they saw how hard you was working they saw saw that you got a job like everything you do mm-hmm. does have repercussions and you yes. just you know positive or negative so you just got to make sure that you you show up yeah and, and you put all your energy into everything you want to do otherwise yeah. you're just going to be mediocre and just exactly. expect mediocre back so I, I commend you on that. Just going, like, I mean, you're in Italy. You don't know anyone. You're going up to all of these people and you're just really rallying for yourself. So yeah. so the two gentlemen came to you and they, what did they have a proposition for you for a job? Yeah. And it was, to be honest, I got the job with them and I also got offered like three other jobs and I was toying with like what one to go for. Right. Um, anyway, I went with them because the job seemed nice and it was just as a um, crew cook. Okay. and to maintain the boat so it right. was a big boat it was yeah. 46 meters and wow. it was just me on my own it was up for sale but I lived on that boat for two years wow. uh, looking after the crew showing people around because it's up for sale but mm. I think my biggest challenge that actually put my back up quite a lot was because I was from the makeup industry every single day I would have a full face of makeup on mm-hmm. and I'd have my hair done mm-hmm. to the point where my captain went what are you all about? Like, why do you turn up to work like this? Are you trying to like bag an owner? I'm like, no. I show up like this for me because I have self, I feel like people don't get that. We don't put makeup on for you. We put makeup on for us so that we feel put together. We feel, it's, it's just like that cherry on top that, that polish, it's polished. It's a absolutely. I I remember when, when I was working in Dubai and I was very stressed. If I felt like, everything was falling on top of me, I would find the brightest, reddest lipstick and I would wear it mm-hmm. and I would walk into my store and I'd say, right, girls were having a meeting. And although I was kind of dying and exhausted inside, yeah. That lipstick gave me the power that yeah. I needed. Listen, I believe in the power of red lipstick. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love me a good red lipstick. But that's, yeah. I, that's what I say. If I'm ever feeling down, I'm going to get take a shower. I'm going to blow dry my hair. I'm going to do my wing eyeliner. I'm going to put my lipstick on. It's not. It's for me. It is for yeah. me. Being yeah. kind of bag no guy. You're just, yeah. it's just it's just professional. You 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 show up and you're dressed, you're groomed, and that's who you are. Yeah. And that was something that was touched on on one of my interviews. Like um, some of my girls thought that, that they could come to work with wet hair, just straight out of the shower, tail dry their hair, and go to work. And I'm like, no, that's not how you turn up to work, just no, coming out of no. shower. And if anyone wants to argue with me on that, I, I will openly have a discussion with them. <laughs> yeah listen I have naturally straight hair and I still will do I mean I'll let it air dry and then I'll still make sure that it looks all right it's just yeah it's taking care of yourself and if it is wet because I am a mom I'll put it nicely tight with a braid and a bun it's never going to be just flying all over especially at work especially at work I I know it's not easy I mean there's sometimes obviously when my hair yeah you know but at least it's you know at least it's tied back it's yeah you got a big bow on it yeah just you know just (laughs) just put a bow on it and everything's gonna be all right yeah (laughs) Yeah, but you know I think that's part of you know it's presentation it's self-presentation it's integrity yeah so what what did you say to him when he said that to you? It's just it's just it took years to convince him like that it wasn't about my just work ethic. And I just literally proved to my to him that I was a hard worker. And at the time we had a chief stew that would sleep a lot. So that's when I was like That's right, your time to shine. Yeah, that's my time to shine. And mm-hmm. I did. I got up 
five o'clock every morning, clean mm-hmm. the whole boat, prepared breakfast for everybody, uh, planned everything, blah, 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 while she was sleeping. So bad luck for her, but it was good for me. And that's mm-hmm. when I jumped in and proved myself. And then I instantly got to Chief Stew, like pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. But um, to this day, he still says to me, like, you you were trying to beg an owner. I'm like, no, I'm, I wasn't. Like, no. that's just me. That's just who I am. Just yeah. because you're a yachty doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, not show up properly. right and a lot of girls come to me and they have um tons of makeup on their hair's all curly and glamorous mm-hmm. and that's what they use as their profile picture on their yachting mm-hmm. cv and mm-hmm. i have to tell them i hate to tell you this but that's not going to get you places no. you need to be very fresh very simple very a profile plain. picture very yeah. Yeah, clean and and cut and then once you get on there if you want to do your makeup the way that's up to you but uh, as for profile picture on your CV, it needs to be very smart and, you know. And to delicate. piggyback on that, when I did do my resumes, I did do that as as a mistake. And someone who I was friends with said, you can't do that because mm-hmm. then they're going to always expect you to look like your hair all big and curly. Just do either, you know, your regular straight hair, some toned down makeup. And then if you want to show up like that, show up like that. But give them the real you and, you know, the plain Jane you. And that's going to be what they'll work on. So I agree. I think that's really good advice for somebody because I've made that mistake myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that way, if you just keep it simple, nobody can judge. Right. You just do it and um, sell yourself when you're having a Zoom or a phone call and get them to know your personality, your real personality. Exactly. And then you can take it from there if you want to do all the bells and whistles with your hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So do you have any uh, new projects coming up? Um... I I will get back into yachting. I'm just having a nice break. Mm -hmm. Um, Any projects? I've always got projects in in the bit in the on the line. I actually went and viewed a really bougie cafe. Yeah, because I just love my whole time. I've been traveling, whether it was like a little Rastafarian bar in Thailand to a bougie cafe in Saint Tropez. Mm-hmm. I look at cafes and, you know, what kind of cutlery they're using and napkins and, you know, what plants they have dragging mm-hmm. on the ceiling and blah, blah, blah. So I'm viewing a few cafes in London. Yeah. Um, but I have realized that's a 24 hour. It is. It's, it's very week. tumultuous yeah. being yeah. the owner of something like that. It is. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. And I think I've lived such a crazy life. I'm really ready just to not have a crazy life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. It's very, yeah. I mean, I'll never get it though. But it's, yeah. <laughs> I could be standing in my kitchen cooking and some form of drama hits me from somewhere or other. It's just me, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so who is somebody that you would say that you look up to like as, as a female, it could be a male too. It doesn't matter. Like who is somebody that you look up to? Um, a good question and I have been asked this a few times obviously the women in my family like all my aunties are very strong strong Mm -hmm. women they're the ones that taught me that you don't leave the house unless you know you're confident and you you look you look good and you feel good um they've all had fantastic marriages and stuff like that it was obviously always a struggle but you know they're proper like southeast east end London families um so I've got to admit because I am so different like I didn't really get much advice from my mum. She's never travelled. She's been in the same job her whole life. 
yeah. she didn't really understand when I told her I was going traveling she just laughed at me yeah, she didn't understand I, that passion for adventure it wasn't really yeah, something no, that she was accustomed to no when I told her I was gonna go live in Thailand she she was just like you're gonna end up dead in in the gutter somewhere. my mom would probably say that too <laughs> yeah. and god when I told her I was moving to Dubai she was like absolutely not yeah that's that's, cra- that's <laughs> crazy though to, th- to yeah. think that that's crazy to me yeah but I think one of the ladies that I did look up to when I was, I think I was probably about 21 mm. and I start, started working for Bobby Brown. There was a lady that stood up and she was like our trainer mm-hmm. and she had covered every um, like challenge and everything. Like you could ask her any question because she'd been there and done it. She had the answer. Yeah. And I was like, she was just very inspiring and I'll never forget her. We're still friends now. She still watches my life. And I'm like, do you know what, Nikki? You were the the most inspirational woman I've ever come across. Oh, and I then, yeah. And then a few years later, I was actually in her position, so it worked. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a, a unique answer because sometimes when I ask people that question, they'll give me like a celebrity or a writer. It's not usually somebody who they've met who who has actually inspired them and changed them Mm -hmm. for the better I like that answer that's a really good answer thank you (laughs) so um for below deck adventures what was your favorite episode but of mine my um I liked the um the games one so basically uh charter guests got on called Steph and Mike and they it was all about the Olympics so I needed to pull everything out the bag I could so they did the paragliding and at the mm-hmm. bottom, like the tug of war, the rounders, yes. the baseball. I remember they were like, you're going to need everyone for the tug of war. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, um, lo- I love when you do that, when you're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. Come on, guys, shooting out all the ideas. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> and that was the plan. And, you know, I, I when I was growing up, we all used to play rounders together. Mm-hmm. You know, we all used to play football and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if I'm like nearly 40 I still like a game of rounders or a game of football you're not old Faye trust me that's not old trust me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I'm like right behind you trust me we're not (laughs) old (laughs) and I remember like on the part we were watching it my family was watching it and they know I'm very competitive and I did a round I I got the bat and I was like I'm going first I'm Chief Stu Mm -hmm. and my brother was like oh that is so you Faye and I'm like Yay! And I batted it, and I ran, and like I, I won, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Win- winning is definitely the best episode. Agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like that one. It all came together. Then obviously we did the um, floating obstacle course in the yes. water, and I was so scared to do it, but I did it. I got to the top, and I smashed yeah. it. And I was that like, "Yes, sca- <laughs> that would scare me." Are you? Do you have you ever had to do anything where you go underwater, like scuba diving? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know but if that I could was do when that. I was traveling. That was um. We were in Fiji mm-hmm. and we were in a cave and you had to wow, dive you've, down. You've been just, everywhere, Faye. You've been everywhere. <laughs> it was just, you didn't even have a snorkel. You just had a mask and it was pitch was black. Scary. And yeah, you had to scary. dive down, go through and come up the other end. And it was still in the pitch black. <laughs> it was horrible. No, that would terrify me. <laughs> Yeah, it just made me think of it because I know that you guys do all those crazy excursions. I didn't know if that was like one of them. (laughs) Like if you guys have ever had to do that. Yeah, no, thank Mm. God. Thank God. Okay. Do you have any questions for me? Um Yeah. So if you could explain below deck and try and convince one of your friends to watch it, how would you do it? Okay. Um 
I would say that this show is definitely geared towards people who want to see structure and what is behind the scenes of something that's lavish. I feel like majority of the time we're watching women who are rich or they're or you know they're living these like the housewives they're, they're living these lives that are relatable but we don't ever really get to see what's going on behind the scenes of what's making that so lavish and so beautiful so wouldn't it be a real nice switch to see the other side of the coin of what those people are doing to make those yeah. lavish yeah. people have those memorable moments that were like wow I wish I could live a life like like that why wouldn't it be exciting to see the people who are actually creating that life for them behind yeah. that and also you know it's going to be mixed honestly, in with a little drama you know <laughs> yeah I can honestly say every single chart guest I've ever had have, have come to me and said we want to see the crew quarters we want to see where you live we yeah that's well that's the first thing I asked you like I want to like what's it like where you sleep like <laughs> that would be the first thing I would ask like I want to yeah. I, I think that would be my pitch to somebody like you look at these people who are on these housewife shows and they have all of these grand and these excelsior parties and they go on these yachts and these boats wouldn't you want to see the people who are actually bringing that vision to life and what it takes for them to do it and the drama and the, you know, and the, and the nitpicking and, you know, who's in charge and, and the way it is, the formation of it. I feel like that would be my pitch for it. Wouldn't you want to see the people who are bringing that to life? Yeah, I do. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. You so Yeah, I do. I want to see the people who are going to bring something that excelsior to life. I mean, they're the ones who are paying for it, but you guys are the ones bringing the vision together. So yeah, yeah. that would be, that would be my pitch for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one more question. Sure. If you could do another podcast with mm -hmm. us together, yes. what kind of topic would you want to discuss? What do you think is quite relevant now and or just fun or uplifting? I have a couple of things that I could think of that are in mind. I feel like right now, um, a topic that's, I mean, I love celebrity. I love, like, you know, pop culture but I feel like something that women don't talk about as as an episode I would like to have is body issues I feel like right now everyone is getting very skinny there's a lot of conversations about Ozempic and there's a lot of conversations about you know Kim Kardashian not like and she's beautiful I, I respect all women I'm a girl's girl you know Kim Kardashian is so skinny and you know we see like Megan Fox is so skinny and I feel like there's so much body dysmorphia going on for women right now and I think that it's it's making women do things that they normally wouldn't do like for example take Ozempic or take Phenermine or or want to be like these women and these ideal bodies and that's just not reality and I feel like I suffer from that myself so I feel like it would be a nice vulnerable topic for myself and for yeah. you know and also maybe for you like what what is the body image in the UK versus these states like what like what are these ideals and how are they affecting women and and situations where maybe I felt like not my best self or what I would do I, I feel like like body issues are really a hot topic right now yeah but I generally think like body to um, issues have been going around for years I mean when yes, I was yes. growing up I had an eating disorder when I was what from 15 to about 25 right. like 
And I feel like that would be a good thing too. Like we were, everyone was so hush hush about it then. And now it's yeah. kind of like being brought to light. Like I, listen, you sit at a table with your girlfriends and we're like, oh, you know, I got a party coming up in two weeks. No one's shy about saying I'm not going to eat until the party. And it's like, that is like the world we're living in right now. Like that we're putting ourselves up to these unrealistic expectations so I feel like maybe that would be a good topic or I, I trust me I've got a whole vault of things I can throw out <laughs> but I feel like yeah. that I feel like that one like right now I think especially because I'm in my 30s and things are changing in my body and I see my friends going through the same thing and they're all doing all of these crazy things to kind of keep up with it and they're being more open about it and I feel like that's something that people should talk about yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think if they just got confidence from another area, it could right. be fulfilling their dream that they've been wanting right. to do for so right. long and they're suppressing it, they're getting depressed and losing mm -hmm. their confidence, they're gaining weight because they're stressed from it, exactly. maybe. Exactly. Whereas if they actually channeled that energy into doing something they actually wanted to do, right. Right. you know, they will get an inner confidence and they'll stop thinking and obsessing about mm -hmm. a few pounds that they've gained. Yes, yes. Yes. And I, I mean, I like speaking to women also who are entrepreneurs. So I like speaking about things like new, new business ideas or what resonated with that person to create that idea. I like things like that too. Uh, that's, uh, that's my favorite topic as well. I think yeah. once you listen to someone like that, you just feel really inspired yes. and you're like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 positive. That's why. Yes, I it's like I like positive. Yeah. Every every interview yeah. I like to do, it's like I always want to find the crux of what made that person. Like you had this idea. Not everyone believes in you. What drove you to believe in that idea? And what made like what what wheels were turning up here to make you find that idea? Also, I like to think about how other yeah. people think because I know how I think, and I know I don't think like anybody else. And I'm sure you feel the same way. You don't think like anybody else so I like to always mm. I always like to hear the dynamics of what wheels are turning in someone's head to make them get their idea bring it to life and the process of it too I like things like yeah. that so yeah yeah I can yeah because I think some people have an idea or a dream that they literally until they fulfill it, they feel uncomfortable in their own skin mm -hmm. and they will not give up until they've got that thing. Yep. Like it could even be uh, emigrating to another country. Yeah, it could example. be it could be anything. It could be any yeah. any type of thing that somebody's seeking. I I feel mm, like that's exactly. that's yeah. Breaking breaking through yeah. those barriers of what's holding you back or you know, why aren't you going for it? And what made you have that dream? Why do you have that dream? And just like the thought yeah. process. That's that's yeah. I, I, I like to write. I don't really write often lately, but I look at people as stories. I always want to hear their stories. I want to hear the way that they think. Like the woman on the street, what is she thinking about? What's her story? Why is she where she is today? I always look mm. at people in that way. I want to know yeah. the way they think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So do you have any other questions before we close off? No, I'm all good. I'm all good. Good. I loved meeting with you, Faye. You are more beautiful than I even imagined <laughs> on my screen. I love the makeup and I love that lip too, by the way. You look fantastic. So thank, thank you, you for coming on my podcast. That concludes this episode of Pod Save the Queen. 
And remember, you are what you listen to.